It's a joy for me that I can be with you again in this God's Word for Today devotional episode this morning. Welcome and good morning to our God's Word for Today devotional. Let me read to us our passage today in Psalm chapter 29, verses 1 to 11. Ascribe to the Lord, O heavenly beings. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due His name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord over many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon to skip like a calf and Sherion like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord flashes from forth flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Cadiz. The voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth the, and strips the forest bare. And in his temple all cry, glory. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord sits enthroned as king forever. May the Lord give strength to his people. May the Lord bless his people with peace. Now David, in this psalm or in this song, that hero has encouraged the people, encouraged us that we mean we need to ascribe to the Lord glory. The word ascribe means to attribute to God, to give to Him, to offer to Him the glory He deserves. The absolute sovereignty and preeminence of God are the things affirmed by David here. In the, he indicated it by calling us and everyone else to ascribe to the Lord. And for three times he did this for emphasis. In verse 1 and 2, we can read, ascribe to the Lord, O heavenly beings. It's not only us, but even all the hosts, the, all the heavenly hosts, the angelic beings. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to him glory due unto his name. And then our natural response should be, to worship the Lord in the splendor or beauty of holiness. And worship is a natural result if we, we see His glory, if we are confronted by His majestic and glorious power. This psalm really lifts up God's perfect and absolute worthiness to be praised in the strongest terms. He is worthy of all the honor and the praise and the glory. As in Revelation, in John's vision, when they were in heaven, in that vision, the 24 elders and all the heavenly hosts will just praise unto the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and glory and strength. And that scene is really moving of how the Lord should be glorified. The Lord should receive the glory in such scenario. David extols the manifestations of God's glory. David's imagery must have been prompted by his experience of a storm hovering at Mediterranean Sea. Somebody wrote that, that perhaps David was just thinking of his experience in the Mediterranean Sea of how the sea just roll and 
there are thunders and all this, all these reflections David had attributed to who God is. The thunderous voice perhaps were deafening that indeed God really is powerful. That's why in many cases or in many situations here, David repeated the voice of the Lord. How the powerful is this voice? Well, at creation, the Lord just said, the Lord just uttered his voice, let there be light, and there was light. The Lord spoke and water separated from the land. Dry land came into existence. And by his words, vegetation, seed-bearing plants, and fruit trees came into the picture. The sun, the moon, and the stars, all the marine life, the birds, and the animals, it's because Jesus said it, or God said it. In fact, all living things, everything in this creation is because of the word of God, the voice of God. And in that creation narrative, finally God spoke and man came into existence as if formed him from the dust. He breathed into his nostrils and man became a living soul. So the Lord's power is expressed by his voice by creating this world. And even in the way he also he deals with his creation right now, the Lord's voice is so strong that when he speaks, he shakes the earth too. The mountains of Lebanon and Syrian. Syrian here is another name for Mount Hermon. The Sidonians. A certain group of people call Mount Hermon as Syrian. They may skip and they may move because of the voice of the Lord. And the voice of the Lord will create or strikes with flashes of lightning. Verse 7, there would be shaking. It means that there is an emotional impact of his voice. Maybe this is allusion with the desert dwellers during the time that God spoke to, him, to, to them through Moses with his divine power. And they saw the, the power of God there in the wilderness. It could be also referred to the results of huge storm earthquake. And we know that earthquakes, even in the Old Testament, there were earthquakes that manifest or manifested the power of God. So in, in other words, in summary, his power, his voice could change the course of nature. And let's remember this. Whenever we see and, and hear about catastrophes like earthquakes, storms, whatever it is, it does not only speak of how God um, deal with, with, with us here in this world, but it just reminds us also. It just reminds us to respect him, to, re to revere him, to worship him. And interestingly, David also mentioned the response of those who were inside the temple here in the recognition of his glory, that inside the temple, they also cry glory. This will bring us to the vision of Isaiah in Isaiah chapters, chapter 9 when or chapter 6 when 
he saw the, the, the throne high lifted up. In the, the Lord was sitting that, on the throne high and lifted up. And there were cherubims or angels who, who were singing and shouting, glory, glory, glory. And that scenarios moved Isaiah that he was able to see who he was. Woe unto me, for I am a man of unclean lips. He was able how, how to, to see who and how sinful he was. So in this psalm, as we moved on, the Lord really was presented by the psalmist here, David, as the glorious one, that we should ascribe to him the glory. And how glorious God is. It's not only that he expressed this on his power over creation, but even in the way David mentioned here of the posture of this God as the king sitting in throne. In verse 10 to 11, we read, the Lord sits in throne over the flood. Wow. Perhaps this flood has an allusion to Noah, the, Noah, the, 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 the flood during the time of Noah. That even though that it was a universal deluge, the Lord was in throne. The Lord was in control. The Lord was sitting. The Lord was not in panic, was not in panic mode. The Lord sits enthroned as king forever. His kingdom will remain and he will not be affected by the things and the circumstances that happen in this world. So how, how should this, this encourage us or what, what should be the implication that we are going to do because our God is sitting in his throne. That our God is right there, not moving and ends. Even when his son was crucified at the cross, there was thunder, there was thick cloud, there was darkness during the time that Jesus was crucified. During the time that Jesus cried, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? It seems that the whole world was was in darkness, in, in the power of evil was so strong during the time, but the Bible tells us that God sits in his throne. God never moved and ends, even during that moment when he saw his son dying at the cross. The Lord is sitting in throne over the flood. He is king forever. So David concluded his psalm with this prayer. May the Lord give strength to his people. May the Lord bless his people with peace. What they need to do or what they need to have this morning, but peace. The peace that whatever happens, whatever is taking place around us, the Lord is still sitting on his throne. I hope that this will comfort you today. It brings comfort to my heart that though there are challenges, uncertainties of our lives today and tomorrow and the next days ahead, the Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord sits enthroned as king forever. Let's ascribe to him the glory.
due unto his name. Let's worship the Lord in the splendor, in the beauty of his holiness. So David is saying here that despite that there are really challenges and difficulties that he faced as a king and God's people had faced, has encountered, yet worship is still our best alternative. We worship the Lord because he is in control. He is the king sitting upon the throne. He is the king whose voice is thunderous, powerful. He is worthy of our worship. Let us pray. Father, we might not understand the things around us, Lord. There are just many things that happened and are happening that we cannot really understand. But thank you for the truth, Lord, today. Like David, who encourages us to ascribe unto you all the glory because you are the God, who you are the king, who is enthroned over the flood. You are sitting upon your throne forever. You are the one who, whose voice can change nature so powerful. Lord, thank you that we can rely on this truth and be blessed and be comforted, Lord, even though we have challenges in life. Lord, I pray that we will not be affected by what we see around us so that we will continue to faithfully serve you, not be discouraged, not to succumb to the temptations of the enemy, to doubt and to worry, but continue to live and to serve you faithfully. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Mm -hmm.